Welcome to the Stalk Animatics Podcast with your hosts, Donnie and Rob. We're here to help you thrive in a world of big data and complex analytics. Seventy-three percent of all people are aliens. That's a fact. Fortunately, we do not live in a world where seventy-three percent of the population are aliens. It's more like seventy-two, maybe seventy-five percent. But in all seriousness, even though we don't live in a world uh, where seventy-three percent of people are aliens, or where most people wouldn't believe that, we do live in a world where greater than zero percent of the U.S. population believes that our government and the world in general is being run by lizard people. We live in a world where people believe that uh, lasers started the fires in California this past season and that they were put in space by people who have a specific agenda here on Earth. We live in a world that's divided. We live in a world where people are living in different realities. And we have a challenge. And I think we also have an opportunity. Our challenge is how to figure out how to navigate this world, which a large portion of those issues uh, we believe are driven by just the amount and speed of information in our world. We are exposed to so much more information than we ever have been in the history of our world, and it travels so much faster, particularly on the back of social media. Literally, billions of people can get access to a piece of information, whether it be right or wrong, in just a matter of minutes. And so we've got to figure out how to be successful in a world where there's big data and complex analytics everywhere we turn. So we appreciate you tuning in. The only objective that we have is to help you and to help ourselves be better informed and better capable of navigating a world and being successful in a world that is driven largely by data, information, and complex analytics. On our first episode, we're going to talk, first of all, about what we mean by animethics. Secondly, we're going to introduce ourselves, and I'll introduce you to Rob, the co-host extraordinaire. And then lastly, and probably most importantly, we'll spend a little bit of time talking about what is the heart and the intent of this podcast. So sit back, enjoy, and we, again, really do thank you for tuning in and listening to our first episode of the Stop Animythics podcast. All right, let's take a second and welcome Rob to the podcast. Rob is my co-host extraordinaire. And Rob, we'll start off with the first question. What is an animythic? Well, we've all heard that saying that you can make statistics tell any story you want, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's when you look at some sort of claim, if it's a meme on social data or whatever, what is it trying to say? You can make it say anything you want. So uh, an animythic, uh, you know, you see the word myth in there. Um, there's something that is not quite right about it. So I think it's going to be like detecting the, detecting these and uh, trying to see what they're really saying and, and where the falsehood lies. I think that's a great definition. And, 
You know, what I would say is I think ultimately an anamythic is any notion, idea, belief um, that is being cemented or has been cemented within a person's uh, belief structure or a group of people's belief structure uh, that is purportedly supported by analytics but is either um, not taking advantage of the breadth and width of data or misapplied analytics or just really not, um, you know, settled on sound logic. And so uh, in my mind, anamythics are things that have taken hold um, and have some purported data or information um, behind them. And so as we go through this podcast, that's what we're focused on. We're focused on helping people to understand analytics, helping to educate people about analytics, um, not only the, the math, but the sociology, the psychology, all of those things that work together to help create our, create our sort of belief and understanding of the world. Trying to help educate people on that so that we can be more informed and try to stop the creation and the solidification of these anamythics. All right, Rob, now that we've talked a little bit about what an anamythic is, who are you? So the reason I'm interested in this, so uh, my career was as an investigator. So I, I was an investigator for over 20 years. So I like analyzing things. And um, I also have an accounting background. So I like analyzing things with numbers and statistics. And then in my, my free time, what I like to read about is about human behavior, psychology, how the brain works. So that's why I'm, in, I'm interested in uh, the whole anamythics. Yeah, and for me, like, um, I'm just 100% an analytics geek. So I spent my entire career uh, either working in, studying, or teaching um, analytics. Uh, as it stands right now, I actually teach master students um, in an MBA program, business analytics. Uh, I do research in human capital, um, but I also have background um, in industry working for about a decade and a half in financial services, and I've done a fair amount of consulting. And it's always been about how to use analytics and information and data in order to make more effective decisions. And, you know, as I have uh, watched the world over the past several months and the past several years, uh, I just really believe, and I think my um, my personal life mission now is to help increase the analytic literacy in the United States and potentially across the world um, and help people to understand how to be more effective in a world of big data and complex analytics. And Rob, perhaps uh, the most important question now is, why are we doing this? Like, what's, what's the heart behind this and what's our intention behind this? Well, I think the divide in our country right now is, is so terrible and it might be the worst in, in generations. And I think we have knee-jerk reactions to, to things we see. Uh, we, we, a lot of us practice confirmation bias. And by that, I mean, we only listen to the news outlets that support our worldview. And I think when you get a piece of information, a piece of analytics, which might be an anamythic, um, you cling to it. And it, I think it only makes the divide worse. And I don't think we are consuming uh, these memes or these claims um, correctly. We're not looking at them logically to see if they have truth. If they have a bit of truth for the worldview we support, we run with it. And I think that's only making things worse. You're right. The other piece, which is uh, we have people that are, you know, really acting on two different sets of facts or what they believe are facts. 
ability to have conversations on a regular basis about ideas and concepts and notions um, in order to be able to flesh out, um, you know, pros and cons, weaknesses, strengths of a particular argument or a situation, um, hopefully will help um, people to start sort of bridging that divide and, and, and coming together and thinking about these things, um, you know, not as being a part of a team, but as, uh, as actually trying to find what truth actually is in a particular situation. Right. And I think that's really important because all we do now is shout at each other. We get, we get a certain belief on whatever topic and we think that that's the truth and we just spew that back and we're just shouting over each other without really having conversations anymore. As we go through this, we'll talk about concepts. We'll talk about um, some mathematical concepts. We'll talk about some psychological concepts some sociological concepts, some theories, some principles, um, and hopefully through that process, we can have an open dialogue about how some of these things are, are working and affecting our lives and how those things apply more broadly um, whenever we go to think about information and data and how we interpret and apply that. One thing this podcast is, is we really want this to be um, you know, timely and relevant. And so one of the things that we will do on a regular basis is um, just search social media for you know, what's being passed around, um, you know, what's been, what's being uh, liked, what's gone viral, and, and really try to bring those memes and those ideas into the conversation, really kind of hash around, um, you know, what might be true, what might not be true, what might uh, be lacking information, um, and, and, and really kind of, uh, you know, dive into the, uh, to the concepts of analytics and sociology and psychology and those kinds of things. Um, using those memes. So, the, so that is one thing that this podcast is. Um, another thing this podcast is, is it's intended to be an open conversation. So it's not that um, we won't make mistakes. So this is not a mistake-free podcast. I am sure somewhere along the line um, that we will say something that is incorrect, either um, you know by saying the wrong combination of words or um, by lacking some information that someone else has or you know, things will be updated as, you know, science or data, uh, additional data gets created. And so we don't proclaim that this podcast is a place of uh, perfect information. But what we do say is that this podcast is a place we're trying to get to the truth. Um, the objective of this podcast is, is not to forward any specific agenda. The objective of this podcast is to get to the truth. And our objective and the thing that we're trying to do is to get to the truth as best we can. And, and there are a lot of topics and there are a lot of, um, you know, conversations that we'll have where, you know, the exact right answer is not apparent. Like it's, it's not, it's not easily understandable or easily known um, exactly what, um, you know, what causes what or, or what the right intervention or right choice or decision is in our lives. And that's because we live in a, live in a world that has, you know, a fair amount of uncertainty and chaos and, and, and randomness in it. But um, we want to do the best we possibly can to dive into these things and try to get as close uh, to the truth as we, as we possibly can. But I like what you said about um, just trying to get to the truth. I don't want to take sides on anything. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want this to be another um, biased source of information that's out there. I just think, uh, you know, we, we're going to talk about things that might be pro and con from both sides of where listeners are on, on the political spectrum. And we're just going to try to get to the truth. Like you said, we really do just want to try to talk about these things and get to the, the truth. We want to like 
my only agenda, to be honest with you, in life in general is to subjugate myself to truth. Um, I want to, um, you know, I, I want to essentially bow down to the things uh, that are true and disregard the things that are untrue, um, you know, in order to, uh, you know, both live a, a personal life that is as fulfilling, as happy, as good as it can be, but also um, to help those people around me. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Um, the only objective that we have, the only agenda that I have personally, at least, is I want to help people, including myself, to subjugate themselves to the truth um, and to not be misled by lies and not to be let, misled by, you know, various paths that are going to lead us to um, to places that we don't necessarily want to go. Yeah, and I agree with you, Donnie. Uh, I've seen too many people forward things on social media where I just say to myself, why? Why are you forwarding that? can't you see that that's not true or can't you see what that's doing? Like it's not, it's not making this world a better place. Like if, like if you read that, whatever, let's, let's take for instance, a, a meme. If you had read that and really talked about that with someone, anyone, you would see that it does no good to forward that, you know? And I, I see this countless times. So that th- those are the things that really get me going. And that that's, that's why I'm, I'm glad to be part of this. It's it certainly changed. Like we, we have so much more information and um, we are at least electronically so much more connected than we ever have been. And the speed at which information travels is so much faster. Um, and we live in a world of social media, which is, it's a new thing for us, right? Like social media has only been around for 10 to 15 years in any sort of, uh, you know, mass way, right? So it's, it's, you know, maybe it popped up in the early 2000s, I don't know, but it's only been widely adopted in the past 10 to 15 years. And so I think as a society, you know, forget about just the United States, but as the world, we're still trying to figure out, like, what do you do with this? Like, how do you, um, how, how do you deal with these situations? And, and there's, there's two things I think are unique about social media. Um, you know, one of them is like, we've always had media, right? And when TV was invented, I'm sure there was, and I remember as a kid, like, I, you know, I'm not, as old as TV, but I was born in an age when TV was kind of still growing up. I can remember people talking about just a fear of television and the power of television to influence and to, you know, call certain things to happen. Um, and, I, and I think that was all true, but, you know, one of the things that, um, that TV had going for two things, really, one is that it was very heavily regulated. Like you had to get access to, uh, to be able to broadcast by buying these licenses and stuff. So it was very heavily regulated. Um, and then number two is it had really high entry costs, right? So you you couldn't just set up a, a television station in your basement and then broadcast to the world. Like you had to get the license, you had to buy the equipment, you had to create the studios, you had to find the right talent, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, in that environment, you had a high startup cost. So social media is anonymous, right? So um People set up fake accounts. Um, we've seen foreign, um, you know, actors intervene in our elections using uh, these uh, fake accounts and various social media platforms. Um, some of the social media platforms, um, you know, one of their core benefits that they try to provide to people is anonymity. And so, um, you add to the fact that there's no entry cost. This notion that you can do things anonymously, and that you can actually reach anybody in the world in a matter of seconds. That is that's that's a new paradigm, right? That, that's a new way of thinking about information, how it travels, how it affects people, 
And that brings up all kinds of um, challenges in how we think about social media in our world, right? So, you know, we're a country that believes in free speech. And um, a lot of these social media platforms are private companies. Like, how do those two things intersect, right? Should people be able to blatantly lie and propagate false information, particularly in the middle of a pandemic? Should people be able to say things that are not true and have that spread to millions of people without any kind of uh, check, without any kind of editorial process, without any notion, um, you know, of being able to verify that it's true or not? Like, like, should they? I'm not saying they should or shouldn't, but I think there's some really difficult questions. And as, as a society, again, in the U.S., but across the world, this is a new phenomenon. We're learning how to do this as we go. And I know people are all in an uproar, no matter you know what decision any of these companies makes, people are all in an uproar one way or the other. But these are not easy choices and decisions. And I don't think that um, you know, right now, I, I, A, I don't think that we've had the, the right level of education and training in terms of living in a world with this much access to information. But B, I don't think from a public policy perspective or uh, from a consumer perspective that we have really dealt with the reality of this new paradigm and, um, you know, gotten to a place where we really understand how, how to deal with this and, and, you know, in our world and in our society. Yeah, you make a good point. We're learning as we go, right? The, the founding fathers did not foresee this with free speech. They didn't think that, you know, something could travel that quickly. You know, it was, uh, it was by horse and carriage back then. Any new uh, technology or any new part of our society, there's always um, that part of the process, which is kind of painful, which you have to try to figure out how this works and how do you, um, how do you harvest the good, but sort of keep away from the bad. Um, you know, how do we how do we allow this thing to to be an advantage to our society as opposed to something that uh, that rips us apart um, and gives um, you know people undue influence, which is you know another element of this, right? Like these social media companies, they're wielding massive amounts of power, right? They they're deciding what gets said and what doesn't get said to billions of people, not even just in the U.S. but around the world. And so, um, yeah, th- I think we just have a really long way to go to figure this stuff out and. Um, and, you know, and I, I'm not even, I'm not going to proclaim that I have the answer or that I know the answer, but, but I think certainly one of the things that we have to do is we have to start by, um, you know, being good stewards and being good consumers of this information that we're getting on a regular basis and um, try to harvest the good of being connected to people um, without propagating the bad, which is spreading false information, um, influencing people to do things that's not in their own best self-interest or influencing people to do things that's not in our society's best interest. And so I think that is, um, that's an inherent challenge. And, and, you know, we're not proclaiming to be the purveyors of all that is good and true. What we're proclaiming to be is people who want to know, um, you know, what is good and true. And we want to engage folks in a conversation about that in a way that, um, you know, goes across party lines, goes across philosophical lines, goes across worldview lines, um, and really try to just have, conversations about truth, like what is true, what is not true, and being open to uh, being wrong. Like I, like I, you know, my, my hope, um, I'm a big fan of learning. Like I've, I spent (laughs) over half my life in some form of education, either being um, more than half my life being educated. Um, And then if you throw in the time of being an educator, it's, it's way more than half. And um, you know, the way I always think about every day is if I can walk away from a day learning something, then it's, it's a really productive day. I also, by the way, believe in 
Jim Valvano's philosophy of that if you can laugh and you can cry and you can think it's a it's a full day but I think also if you can learn right and so my hope is through the podcast that um that I'll learn that that I'll, that I'll find out things that um I thought were true or not true um that I thought were not true are true and that um you know that I'll learn a lot about um how the world works and what people are thinking and um and that we can really as a community um kind of grow together and getting closer and closer to the truth yeah start the conversation right that's right like what do you what do you do like how do you how do you harvest what is good without propagating what is bad um you know through the process of engaging with social media and uh, you know there's a lot of great philosophers in life and there's a lot of people who have um uh you know said things and have pithy quotes and um you know yogi bear is one that you know said a lot of things that i think are are very valuable and um, you know, um, Aristotle and Socrates and, you know, a bunch of the philosophers have said things that have become, um, you know, part of the, the way that we think about the world and the, uh, the logic that we apply when, um, when we are, uh, when we're looking at things. But when I was thinking through this, uh, I realized that, um, you know, one of the, probably the greatest philosophers of our time, um, probably I've already given us the answer, right? So, um, you know, in a set of uh, ideas that predates the internet and predates social media, um, I think that uh, he, he kind of nailed it. Um, and, you know, I know, Rob, you like to think about psychology and philosophy and those kinds of things. Um, just curious, you, like, are you there with me? Can you can you sort of uh, guess who I'm talking about? I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. Feeling me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and of course, we're talking about Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Um, and, you know, some of our listeners maybe haven't heard of uh, Robert Matthew uh, Van Winkle, but, you know, he was a man that was uh, way beyond his time in terms of understanding the complexities of the world and how to really um, dice through those. And, and so if, if you haven't heard of him, you might know him by a pseudonym, and his pseudonym was uh, Vanilla Ice. Um, and he is obviously one of the, um, you know, great philosophers of our time. Um, one of the people who um, I like to really um, sort of ground my life in some of the words that he's, he's put forth. Um, and I don't know if you remember his, uh, his, one of his, you know, biggest hits, which, you know, started out um, some of the initial words were stop, collaborate and listen. And then it went on to say ice is back with a brand new invention. But if we just take those first three words, um, when I was thinking about this, this notion of social media, um, that really is um, what we should think about when we think about social media and, you know, continuing to pass information is we have to stop, collaborate and listen, right? So we have to, we have to stop. We can't, we, we can't see something that comes from a friend and assume it is true, right? We have to think critically about things. We have to, we have to stop. We can't just forward things along. And, you know, one of the um, core tenets of the way that we think about the world is that if something agrees with what we believe, uh, we just don't evaluate it with the same level of rigor or um, with the same level of critical thought. So we tend to want to push that along. We tend to want to, you know, tell other people about it because it, it it sort of feeds into our need and our desire to be right about the world and to understand the world. And um, so a lot of times we'll just pass those things along without actually stopping to think about, you know, the logic or the reasoning or the evidence or the analytics that's actually um, being used there. Uh, so that's first. Got to stop. And they got to collaborate and collaborate. Um, you know, 
we all have blind spots. I have blind spots, right? Like there, there are a bajillion things in the world that I have no training in. There's lots of things that I, um, you know, know nothing about. I could take my car to a mechanic. The mechanic could say, you know, your transponder is not responding anymore. And I would be like, okay, how do we fix our transponder? You know, like I, I just, I don't know a ton about engines. I love old cars, but I don't know a lot about the engines. Right. And so um, th- there's just sort of things that I'm not trained in. There's also, even if I'm trained in an area, a lot of times, um, you know, I can have sort of a blind spot in the way that I'm thinking about a problem. And so um, one of the core things that we can do is after we stop is we can collaborate. We can try to get information uh, from other people, get other people's perspective, to get their insights, um, to listen to them. And even if we don't have other people to talk to, we can engage in this process of perspective taking, which is just internally, like what would someone who had the opposite opinion say about this? Like how would they look at this evidence? What would their logic be? And You'd be surprised if you engage in that in an honest and open way, how um, powerful it can be that you actually start thinking about it as if you were someone who had the opposite belief, uh, how powerful that can be and how much it can actually help you to see your own um, sort of blind spots and see the things that you're not thinking about. So you stop, you collaborate, either, you know, you find people with different perspectives and ideally someone who um, is either on the opposite side of the, the, the spectrum of whatever you're, you're talking about or at least someone who's dispassionate, someone doesn't have sort of, uh, you know, skin in the game in terms of the, the consequences or winning the argument or, or, or whatever, um, whatever sort of outcome might exist in that particular situation. Um, so you can collaborate and then you can listen. And so um, a lot of times when we go out and we try to gather information to inform our decisions that we'll gather it, but we just don't listen to it, um, you know, and, I am very guilty of this. There's been lots of scenarios in my life where I've, you know, had the perfunctory conversation. I went through the the motions, uh, asked people looking for their opinions and thoughts, and they told me some stuff and whatever they said agreed with what I believed. And I took that in and took it to heart and whatever they said that didn't, you know, coincide with what I believed, I threw it away and never thought about it again. And so part of the process is you really have to listen to what the people say that if you're, if you're going to go, ask them for their perspective and opinion in the hopes of identifying your own personal blind spots, um, then you have to be able to really listen. And the same when you're actually taking other people's perspective, even if it's a sort of internal made up conversation, you have to listen. You have to, you have to really take to heart, um, you know, what the things are that someone else might argue so that you can understand your blind spots and your weaknesses and whatever argument or choice or decision that you're, you're trying to make. And so, um, you know, as I thought through it, I really thought how poignant it is that the the first three lines or th- first three words of that song are um, stop, collaborate, and listen, because that really is um, the thing that we need to do when we think about um, social media is we need to look at these things that are being passed along, stop, think about them, collaborate with other people, understand, um, you know, what's going on with it, try to get, um, you know, other people's perspectives, uh, take other people's perspectives and then really listen to those things before we make a choice and a decision about whether we pass this along or whether we even update our own internal belief structures, um, uh, you know, based on what we're actually reading or looking at. That sounds good, except for one thing. I would just add that if you want me to be a part of any more of your podcast, Donnie, you can't take any advice from Vanilla Ice. This is the last time. Promise me this is the last time. <laughs> 
last time. Have you ever watched uh, his show where he rebuilds rebuilds houses in Florida? The guys are genius, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see. Vanilla Ice. You know those little T-shirts say, "I learned everything I need to know in kindergarten." I'm gonna put one out that says, "I learned everything I need to know from Vanilla Ice." Oh, brother. One of the other things this podcast is, is hopefully an open conversation where we're going to invite anybody who listens to this to be a part of it, right? So um, we already have this animythics at gmail.com. It's it's an email address if you have any questions or concerns or thoughts. or So please feel free to um, send us an email. Uh, Again, that is animythics at gmail.com. If you have any uh, ideas for topics or folks that you'd like for us to talk to or if you'd just like to be on the show yourself. Uh, reach out to us, and uh, we will definitely uh, try to get back to you. And uh, we look forward, again, to uh, walking this journey with you all, and we hope you have a great week. We hope you all stay safe, healthy, and happy. And we look forward to seeing you again uh, real soon. It's like food for your ears.